This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I did it. I did it perfectly. Can you believe it? It's me, Alec Mappa, and it's just me today because Lonnie Love is busy taking over show business. You know, she got a horror movie, and there's a lot of lines because she's the lead. She's the lead. The lead has all the lines. So she's learning her lines today. So it's just going to be me and you, my squirrel friends, my lovely squirrel friends out there. Again, if you have any questions for me, any comments, don't hesitate to text me, DM me on my Instagram at Alec Mappa or at Twitter at Alec Mappa. I am doing so much better now. I'm home. Oh my God, you guys. I was away with COVID for two weeks in a house several blocks from my own house, and I wasn't able to go home. I was so sick and so lonely and so sad, and now I'm finally home. I'm so happy to be home. I don't have a fever anymore. I'm testing negative. I've been testing negative for the past four days, but I've been feeling this thing like fatigue, Like, I try to get up in the morning, I do all my errands, I do, you know, go to the grocery store, take my kid to school, blah, 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 and then I'm exhausted. And then somebody told me that two weeks after COVID, you get fatigue. So, thanks for informing me, everybody. I've been walking around here feeling, why am I not getting better? I'm not getting better because that's the course that COVID is taking. So, listen, I got really sick. And I had the vaccination. So if you haven't gotten the vaccination, do yourself a favor. Get it. Because when I was sick, I was thinking, Jesus, if this is me with a vaccination, I'm in big, big trouble. So anyway, back to RuPaul's Drag Race. There's so much going on. There's so many great seasons happening right now. There's two seasons that I'm very excited about that I have been watching like a hawk. One is, I talk about it every week, Drag Race Philippines. Because those are my people. They are brutal in the Philippines. Well, Filipinos have a way of talking to each other like family. Like if somebody sees you and they haven't seen you in a really long time, they'll say something like, wow, you're fat. Now, in any other culture, you'd be like, that's really awful. That's <laughs> a horrible way to speak to people. But Filipinos are very blunt and they're no less blunt on the show. The main queen, Paolo, will say things like, I don't like your dress. I didn't enjoy that performance. Very indignant. But the queens are absolutely beautiful. You can watch it on WOW Presents Plus. They're actually beautiful, beautiful girls. And it's strange for me as a Filipino to watch 
Filipino drag queens being celebrated and being lauded and being out in the open and happy because that's not the world I grew up in. It's just great to see my culture accepting that part of my culture. Like, I feel like my cultures are coming together. That's Alec Mappa. That's what I have to say about <laughs> Drag Race Philippines. The other show, Drag Race UK, you got to watch it. There is this Caribbean queen who is performing on it named Black Peppa. Black, B-L-A-C-K, Peppa, P-E-P-P-A. She's incredible, incredible performer. There is, if you want to watch an example of her, Google her lip sync to This Is Real from UK Drag Race on the YouTubes. She's an absolute knockout, and I'm calling it. She's going to win. And if she doesn't, well, then I I don't know what I'm going to do. There's no justice. There will be no justice, no peace. Listen, we have a great show for you today because I have a very special guest. It's Meryl Streep. No, I'm kidding. It is somebody even better, Mark Indelicato. Mark Indelicato from RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race, who I've known since he was 11 years old when we worked together on Ugly Betty. And he's all grown up and he's turned out to be a fantastic human being. And we had a great conversation and I can't wait to bring it to you. So let's take a little break. And when we come right back, We'll be here with our very special guest star, Squirrel Friends, Mark Indelicato. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today, we have a great guest. I have known him for a long time. I feel like I raised him. Honestly, since he was a kid, I've known him since he was a kid. We were on Ugly Betty together, and I'm so excited to talk to him about making the top three this season on Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Here to quench your thirst, please welcome to the podcast, Thirsty Von Trapp, a.k.a. Mark Indelicato. Seeing you is like seeing like a nephew I grew up, like seeing at weddings or something, (laughs) you know, like... Like every time I I did about thirty six episodes of Ugly Betty, so they yeah. would just drop me in, and we would just see each other in the hallways. That's right. Yeah, and you were always with your mom, who was so uh-huh. great. Yeah, yeah. Hi, mom, was that a safe space for you immediately? It was like I think it was the most formative space that I've ever been in. I mean, I think that Tell it us like about it. it it just changed my, I mean, it just opened up my world in, in, mm-hmm. a, in a way that I don't think that I would have had access to if I wasn't 
like if I would have stayed, you know, growing up in suburban Pennsylvania. I mean, is that I just, where you were? You were in suburban Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, I I was born like right outside of Philly. Wow. And so it was just like it opened up my world in a way. Like I remember when I was young, and we first started the show. I think that my mom. I remember my mom saying something like. Like, I've never been around so many gay people at once in my life. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like like yeah. things like that, that, you know, now, you know, uh, we're so, I mean, now it's just, it, it was just, just a different a, time. Yeah, I, it was a different time. And also, you know, Sylvia Horta, who mm-hmm. produced the show, God Rest yes. His Soul, yes. passed away a couple years ago. Yes. He was one of the first people to bring together a comedic ensemble that was this diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and there were so many firsts for that. And I remember seeing your performance in one of the first couple seasons. And I remember, I remember it so distinctly because it made me think of you so much. It was the episode where you were on the subway and singing from mm. Hairspray, the musical. Yeah. And Tony yes. Plana, who knows everybody in the world. That's right. Or maybe it was Ana Ortiz, looks at you singing and performing and being yourself. And they say, just leave him alone. Yeah. And that to me, that's, not the, that's not the house I grew up in. Uh, they would have shut that down for me immediately. I was 100%. that kid who was always going like, tone it down. Will you just kind of Right. Easy, I mean, easy. and I think that that was also for the sake, because the time was so, I mean, you know, 2006, 2007 wasn't a, like a long time ago in the grand scheme of ago. most people's lives. Uh-uh. But I think like sociopolitically and socioculturally, it was a really long time ago, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like representation and, and you know, being oh, yeah, seen. Uh, Rebecca Romaine playing a trans woman, that wouldn't happen now. No, I don't, you know, I, <laughs> I don't think that it necessarily should. Yeah. But I think that, you know, talking about a minor's sexuality in a yes. way, like, they, you know, also I do think that Silvio and the writers did a really incredible job in walking that tightrope about, like, talking about a minor and his sexuality without yes. sexualizing the character right do you know what i mean like i think that the the sexualization of myself and of Mm -hmm. justin came from outside sources came from like the media came from all of that of like sexualizing a child but i don't think that silvio and the writers did that at at all all. that wasn't the intention so then they walked that line yeah but the fact that you were on it and that age and you know i mean the last latino gay character on television before you was Wilson on mm-hmm. my so-called life and everything. And here you were even younger. Now you were a little boy when you were like, I was 11. Three, you were 11 years old when I met you. Yes. And as you grew and as the scripts changed, as you grew older, were you able to just that understanding of that character? Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I think that like the thing that made me the most uncomfortable just by happenstance in making the last two seasons was mm-hmm. that as Justin's storyline kind of teetered more towards his coming out story, yes. Mark's journey to gayness was happening at the same time. That must, I, that must have been so It was bizarre. a mind fuck. Like, it yeah. was totally a mind fuck because it was like, where do I end and where does Justin begin and vice and versa? And where do I have any privacy with this? Where do, where do I yeah. have the space to figure it out? And I don't have, like, the vocabulary or, like, the vernacular at the time mm-hmm. to, like, talk about it right. in a way that made sense to me. And then being asked, like, on red carpets, like, oh, so you're gay. And I'm, like, 13. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you're just yeah, like, yeah. wait, hold on. I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I you know. And in hindsight, of course, that feels like, girl, you know, everyone knew. We knew. Everyone everyone be knowing. <laughs> but, like, but that's your journey. You know what I mean? I know. Like, it's, it, it, I know. it's personal. And, um, it, you know, 
it took me a minute to kind of get over the fact that I had felt like that kind of experience or that journey had been like kind of stolen from me in a way. Right. And you talked about it on the show Mm -hmm. that while Ugly Betty was a safe space for you Mm -hmm. because like, oh my God, our table reads were so incredible. We would have like Patti Lapone one week or Bernadette Peters or all these incredible people. It was like, and then, you know, Pat Fields was like pulling clothes for us, like right yeah. off of the runways. And it was it was really, really gay. It was really gay. So like, it must have been like, okay, this is the only thing I can compare it to. When you mm. go to Fire Island, everybody's queer. You go to Provincetown, right. everybody's queer. And That's then right. you leave Provincetown or you leave Fire Island, you get back on the train and you're, I'm still cruising everybody like everybody's still queer. That's right. Was it like that for you with Ugly Betty going out into the real world, kind of like, oh, this is my safe space, and then this is not my safe space? Mm, I mean, I think that my the, what wasn't my safe space was like all of the things that come with working in Hollywood. I think yeah. that that's kind of the thing. Like, all of my friends and everyone, you know, we're all, I went to performing arts high school when we were shooting in New York. Oh, wow. So it was like, you know, all of my friends were either gay, queer, or like bisexual right. or were so desens- or so desensitized to mm-hmm. queerness and everything like that it was not it was a non-factor. Right, Similarly right. to like and and I also think that like I hate to say it but like city kids are kind of just ahead of the curve, you know what I mean? Like they're yes, just absolutely. like the way that wider culture thinks about queerness and diversity and and things of the like now you know, we were thinking in that way in like late aughts. So I it's know. like it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? I like it never mattered in that way. So I think that it was more coming from like dreading going down a red carpet at that time. Because, and also by the way, what I will say is that the media would not, is not allowed to talk to kids the way that they used to talk to me anymore. Really? If any journalist spoke to a kid the way that I was spoken to at that age, they would be fired, like, like completely fired, canceled. Right? Like, we did not, like, cancel culture didn't exist. Who was it? It was probably some fucking dumb access <laughs> Hollywood bullshit. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, whatever, dude. But, like, but it, I just It was don't... so fast, though. It When it happened, it happened so fast. All of a sudden, yeah. all of us were doing media all the time. That's all I remember. Yeah. Speaking of queerness and diversity, we are here to discuss your journey. Your amazing journey as oh Thirsty Von Trapp. You have a whole yeah. new career now. First mm. of all, wait, first things first. How did they approach you? How did they throw out that net they literally i got an email from my agent mm-hmm. that said they want you to participate on celebrity drag race okay. and i was like what i was like as like as what yeah. you know and they were like as a contestant and i was like huh like i was totally i was i was so confused i was like why would you want me to do it have you had you ever been in drag before like halloween and stuff yeah, i yeah, mean like yeah. but that doesn't really count no. i mean not at this i i mean not at this i have level. never performed in right. drag no right. i mean to throw on a wig and like paint yourself red and put a dress on and some heels and call yeah. it drag i mean that's a that's a stretch yeah that's just a man in a wig i know girl. i know it takes a, it's a <laughs> um, whole different skill set to be a queen yeah 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 oh my god it was and, and i and you know having friends that are drag queens and and being just a huge fan of the show just in yeah. general right i knew right. the amount of work or i thought that i knew the amount of work that it was going to take oh what took you by surprise? What was the big like, oh shit? I'm not a dancer. You know, yeah, like I'm I. not I'm not Kevin, I'm not AJ, like I'm not like people that come from a person that comes from the the dance world. You're Latino, so you could move on two and four. I you mean had, you had rhythm. I yeah, I have <laughs> rhythm. I have rhythm, but like but like learning how to like 
learning choreographed numbers is a right. complete, a, again, a different animal. And then you're doing it in heels. And those motherfuckers like to lace me down to the smallest waist that they could possibly get. Oh my God. Half these whores weren't even in a fucking corset. I want to know the moment you saw yourself as Thirsty Von Trapp for the very first time. Oh my God, Alec. Was was it a big reveal to you? Was it a reveal? It was a reveal because I had never been in drag at that caliber of like, I mean, it takes a truly takes a village to make a fuck like that. I mean, it was, you know, all of us, especially like the the wonderful Orlando. Mm -hmm. And he turned me out. Well, I didn't have him for the first two episodes, but then at episode three, when I did the Maryland thing, yeah. is when he was the first week that he did oh my, my makeup. God. And I was like, yeah. I looked in the, that was one of the first time I looked in the mirror and was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my you're, God. Like, you're, like, you're beautiful. And the and thing sexy, is that was- And sexy. I yeah. mean, the thing is like, when I did drag for the first time, I'd never felt sexy as a man because I was socialized in the 80s where everybody was white and everybody yeah. was, and I felt because like, I didn't look like that. I wasn't hot. And That's then right. when I was in drag for the first time and I felt beautiful, I was like, Oh, there's this whole other side to myself. Yeah. Is that what that felt like to you? Yes, of course. And and you know, the thing is is that because we it was celebrity drag race, like there was really no sense of competition among us for mm-hmm. the most part. Like we were all there to play for our for your charity. charity. Yeah. And and we were all there to like because we're fans of the show and we're fans of the art of drag. So like there was also a lot of reassurement, like from your fellow contestants, because right. Especially as we got down to the wire, like like when we got down to like the top four, yeah, and you know Jamal and Reina and like all of the dancers. I don't know how. Uh, I mean, the dancers were so hot. I don't know how you could have concentrated. They, they were, were so ridiculous. gorgeous, and yeah, they were yeah. so nice. Like that was also the thing. Like it was gorgeous and gorgeous. nice is my favorite combination. I was just like, oh my god, like this isn't fair. Like you can't have like a body yeah. like that, a face yeah. like that, dance yeah. like that, and be nice and supportive. I was like, "Ah." yeah, but that's what makes me talk to everybody now. Like I used to be like, oh my God, he's going to be a stuck up cunt and there's nothing, you know, and then, but I talk to everybody now because people are just people. I didn't talk to them for three weeks, Alec. I didn't talk to them for three weeks. (laughs) I did not speak to them. I didn't talk to them because I went in and of course they were like, I had the bright idea to be like, I'm going to be a pole dancer for my first number. And then I got in there and they were all so hot and like, I didn't know any of them. And I was just yeah. like, oh, oh my you know, God. And, I'm like, you know and, then, and then like, I have to like, you know, fucking, you know, drop it like it's hot. I, how did you, how did it feel to do that in front of RuPaul, the queen of all queens? What part of you is brave enough to go, okay, we're doing this. This is happening. Yeah. You know, listen, it's scary. RuPaul is an enigma. I don't really have any desire to like figure her out. Because I don't think that I could. She's figured it out. She's on a different spiritual plane than everybody that's what, else. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm not really trying to access yeah. that because I don't yeah. think I can get there. And mm-hmm. and so it was more of a thing where it was like, my whole thing going into the competition was like, don't go home first. Okay. And then I made it through. Don't go home second was in the bottom two at the lip sync for my life. Uh-huh. Which is the scariest fucking thing. Like, really? You, it's not, it's as scary as it looks on TV. Shooting out a couple drops of pee. Just kind of like, I, I'm Alec, afraid. I almost shit my pants. Literally, I almost had to ask yeah. for the bathroom. Like, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in the bottom. One, because I didn't deserve to be in the bottom. And two, <laughs> and two, <laughs> that I was like, oh my God. And now there's no choreographed dance. Now you right, just have right, to go out right. there and like, 
Yes. Fucking oh my wing God. it. Like, no. You know, and again, like, I'm not like AJ. I'm not like Kevin. I'm not, you know, that, yeah. that like has the skill set to be able to be like, okay, like, how can I make, I was like, okay, we're doing shut up and drive. I remember Alyssa right. and Tatiana's. That's that's like legendary. Famous shut up and drive. And so I was oh like, Oh my God, so good. I literally just started like trying to like do Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you my experience of watching you. Okay. Because I was rooting for you from the start. Remember, right. I was like texting you. Yes. Or the phone, I was texting you. So I felt like the first two times you were out, you got the choreography right. Your hair was on point. Your makeup was on point. But there was like a, a disconnect. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of like you were thinking of the choreography and trying to get it right. And it wasn't until later on in the show where it all came yeah. together. Of course. Where all of a sudden you were that queen. You were you were like yeah. full blown when you won the Gaga yeah. challenge. I was like, she has arrived. Yeah. Did you oh, feel that? Gaga, I mean, that episode was, I think, you know, what's funny is that I really didn't think that I worked as well under pressure than I actually ended up doing. Like, I think that, really? like, you know, I was in the bottom two, three times. So, you know, yeah. when she's lip sync assassinating about, I mean, yeah. that's like the highest amount of pressure in the competition setting that you, in this competition three setting that you times, can- Three times, terrifying moment, three times. Three times. And so I felt like I just, I feel like I work really well under pressure. And when we got to the Gaga Snatch Game episode, I was like, like I've kind of just like managed to get by by the skin of my teeth through right, this competition right. to the only acting challenge, the only one in the entire competition. You were great in that acting challenge. You did it. And I'm an actor. So I was like, but yeah. it was, there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself to be like, okay, if I go home on the acting challenge, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. going to be it for me. Like I'm yeah, going to be yeah. so mad because like to go home, on you know a list something i challenge. actually know how to do like yeah, this is like yeah. my this is my trade like this is my career yeah. you know you were great thank you you were great you were so funny and, and fast. it was good and i felt good about it and then when i did gaga i just knew walking out there because we had done snatch game first right like it, it went chronologically like that and then we had an hour to change over and i knew as soon as i did my intro for snatch game i was like i'm winning I'm going to win this yeah. challenge. Like I just, yeah. I felt it from the minute that like we started. You had a point of view. You had jokes ready. I mean, the thing is like, nobody really gets the secret of Snatch Game, which is make Rue laugh. That, well, that was, that's well, it. this is also that's the thing. You have, have to have, to give, make, you have to have stuff prepared by the way. I have to give, you know? you know, major props to Monet and Juju in Brooklyn, because that was like the one thing that I really, I, I didn't really ask them Terrifying. many questions about like, yeah. about lip sync performance because they were very vocal about like I was disconnected or whatever. Yeah. But when it came to like Snatch Game, I was like, okay, I need to nail this. Like what is, and Brooklyn yeah. I think was the one that said, it was like, girl, just make Rue laugh. It doesn't even matter. It just doesn't yeah. matter. Just yeah. be funny. And Snatch Game is, just yeah, Snatch funny. Game is one of those things that people don't get that it's kind of like, you don't have to sound exactly like the person. No. You don't have to look at the, you don't even have to, you know, like Alaska's never looked like Mae West or, no. or, 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 or Lady Bunny, but she was hysterical because she was doing her own point of view. But that was the thing. I wanted to also be, you know, an Erica Jane that was like, yeah, I wanted her to sound like she had like a weird sinus infection, That's you know, great. because it's like you wanted it to be as like amped up as possible. And then we walked off the stage to change over into our Gaga looks. And I, I remember Kevin 
Mikhail Chick Lafay looked at me because Chick Lafay ended up becoming like my best friend in the competition. Oh, really? And me and Chick Lafay became like really good friends. Like Kevin is yeah. such a wonderful person, and and he's great our, on the show. Our dressing rooms were across from each other. I mean, yeah. but you know, when we walked off the stage, I remember Kevin going like, "Bitch, you win!" Like that was fucking wild. Wow. And then we did Gaga, and as soon as I went out there in the outfit, and I just, I just knew. Like I just, I was like, so, is this my are way? we going to see her again ever? Is she no, going to make an appearance? I don't no, know. We're I done. mean, listen, we retired her. Listen, there's always the correct price. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe she could make a guest appearance on Hacks. How's it like Girl, working with that incredible cast? It's the best ever. I mean, you have every cool person: Megan Stalter and Meg Hannah. Stalter, I mean, Hannah are you got and and Gene Smart? I mean, and Gene fucking Smart and Rose, Chris McDonald, Rose, yeah, Rose, Caitlin Dew, Olsen, uh, yeah, just Poppy all those Lou. People. I mean, just just incredible, incredible, incredible artists. And like, yeah, it's like it's the first time since Betty that I've been like. Oh shit. Like this is like my this is my family. Yeah. No, and like this is like my family. Like I feel like a very, very like familial, visceral connection to them. Similarly to the way that we that we did that we were on Betty. I mean, I feel like, you know, I talk to Hannah on the phone probably like twice a week for like two hours a day. You know, like we just it's not even about like, oh, like just checking in. It's just like, oh girl, like you're never gonna you know what I mean? Like it was just Oh, that's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. I mean, it's because the cast is so good and it's such a, a queer cast and such a queer show. And Jean Smart is just she's genius. Amazing. On it and just amazing. And she's so generous, like with her time yeah. and with her talent. Like yeah. I've just it's very similar to the way that like Judith Light was on Betty. Judith Light would like stare at me like, how are yes. you? Alec, how yes. are you? Like, take my hands yes. and make eye yes. contact with me. And I'd be like your eyes are burning through my soul. Like, and Vanessa Williams was like that too. She was just so lovely. So kind. All right, so listen, uh, we got to wrap this up. I oh, can talk God. to you forever. I know. Because I adore you. I love you. So what's next for you? Is the other season of Hacks coming up? Hacks is, uh, we start filming the third season of Hacks. Yeah. In a like month and a half or something. Yeah. And then my Amazon show with love, uh, the second season of that is premiering yes. on Amazon Prime sometime in the spring. So stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, I'm going on vacation. I love this evolution <laughs> of your career. Thank you, Alex. I love this transition for your career because, you know, not everybody makes it from being a kid transitioning I mean, into babe, an adult performance. I really thought that that yeah. was going to be me. It was, there were a few years where it was a little dicey. So, yeah, know. yeah. Oh, for all of us. Oh, I mean, b- before the I mean, pandemic, kind of like, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like when you're working, it feels like, well, I've always been working. I'm one of the only bitches that got a job during the pandemic. I got both of my jobs yeah. during the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> good for you. So I'm just like that. And they got picked today. up. Yeah. Leave yeah. It to me. So where can people find you on social media? My Instagram is at Mark and Delicato. My Twitter mm-hmm. is at Fark in Delicato. <laughs> Fark in Delicato. Um, I don't really do that much on Twitter. It's really more of a news source for me. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Yeah, me too. I have a TikTok. It's at Stenosha, but I don't really go on it. I don't understand that. Really? I've aged out of that. I don't have time. I'm don't ch- have time. like, and, and people I'm, are like, and Mark, you're like only I'm 28. Old. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm too old. I'm not doing that. Yeah. 28 is too old for TikTok. 28 is too old for TikTok. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I don't like hearing that you're 28. That's Can you believe Anna, cri- Anna like cries about it? That, that's, yeah. Anna and no, America I mean, like and cry Anna, about it. Anna and America are like really your relatives. They really like, are. They are like <laughs> the way the they time. regard you. 
It's so great. Well, I want to thank you thank so you, much Alex. for doing the show. And congratulations on such a great thank job. You. And now that you know that that's what you look like in drag, <laughs> you can just like get dressed up yeah. on your board and just look at yourself in the mirror. Maybe someone will hire me for a gig <laughs> at Mickey's or something. There you go. I love you, <laughs> so, love you much. so much. I'll talk to you Bye, soon. Dom. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break, squirrel friends. We'll be right back. Do not go anywhere. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And a big thank you to Squirrel Friends for joining me. You know, we know you have many choices when it comes to listening to podcasts. So we're so honored and grateful that you listen to me and Lonnie every week. Lonnie and I will both be back Monday for another brand new episode. So come back. Now, until then, remember to tip your queen on social media. Oh, these girls work so hard to get where they are. I mean, I'm talking like bar gigs where they make no money for years and years and years. So they finally get on the show. So when they get on the show, show them love. Show them love. Tell them you appreciate them. And it'll make you feel good. Show people love for selfish reasons. You can show me love on Alec Mappa at Instagram and Twitter. I get all of your messages, all of your DMs. I love reading them. And I love it when you guys join. I'm nowhere near where Lonnie is at 1 million. But I'm inching up. I'm at 34,000. So watch out. You can find Lonnie at Comic Lonnie Love on Instagram. And at Lonnie Love on Twitter. You can listen to Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this episode, make sure you rate and review us. Five stars, please. And tell a friend. Just rate and review us. It'll take a second, and it really helps us out. You can catch up on past episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race and All Stars on Paramount+. Plus. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.